You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. It is Legacy Sunday. If you have never been here, if this is your first time, I want to apologize in advance. This is going to be something that uh, is not normal for us, but this is a day of celebration, a day of accountability. This is a day where we get to show you where your money goes. That's a big deal. I think more churches would be healthy if they just show you where it goes. And today I wanna show you what your legacy looks like, what we have been able to do as a church because of your generosity, because of you standing behind us so faithfully. God has called us to do some amazing and powerful things that take a lot of faith to do them. It has not been easy. This has been one of the craziest times for all of us but especially in ministry, helping people that were hurting. It just took a whole new level over the past 19 months, and uh, it has been uh, such an honor to watch God do some amazing things. So we're gonna talk about, in just a few moments, about, about giving, what that means, what it looks like, how to do that biblically, why a lot of churches get that wrong, and how to do it God's way. I'm gonna show you what we do as elders of this church and uh, how we respond to what God is asking us to do because we believe that we can model that for you and show you how to do this the Lord's way how to do it God's way. I'm gonna give you three things and we're gonna move really quickly from there into some stats and some pictures and also into some videos that our uh, incredible creative team has put together just to show you um, just a little bit of where we've been able to, uh, to reach with, with your generosity. So for those of you watching online, you're gonna enjoy this as well. Uh, but let us know if you would. Uh, click on that uh, little, little, uh, little share tab if you like what you're hearing. Click on the comments. Let us know where you're watching from because we always like to know where we're, uh, where we're reaching, where we're able to go with this message. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is where we're going to get started today. And I want to talk about what you're giving and does it really make a difference. You, you've probably given to, to several different things. And there's always that question, is this really making a difference? When you, when you give 10 bucks to the homeless guy, you're like, is this really helping this guy? Or is, it just, you know, is he really hungry or is he just trying to get high? I don't know. We have other questions like if I give to the, to the fat Santa with the little kettlebell, does that really help people? Is that the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? Is it, is it canceled? <laughs> Is there something wrong with that charity? Am I not supposed to give to them? Is this okay? Is this not okay? You never know. And so I think it's important when you're giving to know, does this actually make a difference? And I think the only way that we can truly know that we're making a difference is by following giving God's way. And so I want you to understand this, that when you allow the Lord to be the Lord of your finances, things begin to change in your heart. Now, I'm not telling you that because I want your money. I don't need your money. I think it's important that God has your whole Heart And sometimes the biggest thing standing in the way of God being the Lord of your life is your finances. It's a big deal. It matters to God. So in 2 Corinthians 9, the apostle Paul talks about how to give God's way. And he says this, starting in verse 7. You must each, somebody say each. You must each decide in your heart. Somebody say heart. How much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Now, in that very, very scripture, you could eliminate about 50 different nonprofits and churches with that scripture alone, because it's all about, I'm giving reluctantly, I don't know if this is really going to make a difference, but you put a lot of pressure on me, so I guess here's five bucks, just leave me alone. Uh, But the scripture is very clear that you cannot give reluctantly or in response to pressure. So if those are things that you have upon your heart, don't do it, because you get no credit for it. It doesn't make a difference. But he says, you must decide in your heart 
what to give. Notice it also says each of you. And I think we have this myth that we've bought into that it's somebody else's job to do what God has called all of us to do. He says each of you has to make a decision in your heart what to give. So it's important that you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit as he's speaking to your heart. You have to know how to hear from God in your heart and then know how to confirm that that was what God told me. That's a big deal. And he says this, for God loves a person who gives, somebody say the next word, cheerfully. The Greek word there is the word hilarious. I bet you can guess which word we get in the English language from that word. He said, that's how you ought to give. It ought to be cheerfully. I don't know, but when somebody's putting pressure on me and I'm giving reluctantly, I don't give cheerfully. I give telling them, hey, leave me alone. The guy says, no, 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 I, I, I want it done this way. That's a big deal because that's something I have to work out in my own heart, how to give cheerfully. So we learned that through this scripture that it's not necessarily what you give that matters most to God, but how you give it. How you give it. So if there's something going on inside your heart where you're like, you know what, I hate this, but God says to do it, I'm gonna do it anyway, just stop. Stop. There's a heart issue there. There's a heart issue. And by the way, that spirit of poverty, which is what that is, has gripped this area for far too long, and it's time for us to remedy that by being people that learn how to give God's way. How do we do that scripturally? I wanna give you three things. We're gonna move really, really quickly through this to show you how to give God's way. Way Number one, if you're a note taker, you might wanna write this down. This will help you. You have to start with a word from God. Start with a word from God. I'll show you how to get that. We'll do some other sermon series coming up this year of how to hear from God, how to know that you're being obedient to what he's called you to do. This is critical in the lives of believers. He says you have to start with a word from God so that you can decide in your heart what to give. God needs to be able to speak to your heart so that you can make good decisions. How do I do that? Start with a word from God. Jesus says in John 16, he says, the Holy Spirit, he's gonna guide you in to all the truth. Everything that's right, Holy Spirit will show you. So it's pretty critical then by Jesus' own words that we're led by the Spirit of God. I say it this way, giving without the Holy Spirit's lead is hit or miss. You never know. Is it really helping or is it hurting? Does this person need restoration or do they just need relief? We don't know. The Holy Spirit knows. And he will guide you into all the truth. So it's important that we're led by the Spirit of God when we do it. Um, so we start with a word from God. Now, uh, for us, in January, um, we have three days where we will fast and we will pray. We will seek the Lord. We'll ask God to speak to us as a church and as believers uh, for the direction and the vision of where we're going as, as a church body. And in those moments, God always gives us something that makes us Pick a big Adam's apple gulp. Like, whoo, Lord, do you know what you're asking of us? But God gives us a word. And it's up to us in that moment to receive that word. And so what we do is we gather as the elders of this church, we gather together, we, 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 we pray, we ask God for the direction that God would have us to go. And then when January rolls around, we will bring in some prophetic guys that have no idea what we've been praying about. And they will begin to say things that confirm what we're already hearing in our elders meetings. And that helps us to know that we're hearing from the Lord and God is speaking it redundantly. That means more than one time if you went to school in Gilmer. It means over and over if you went to Spring Hill. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Bagging on my voice. But you need to have a word from God. It needs to start with a word from God. I'm gonna give you an opportunity at the end of this service to bow your head, to close your eyes, and to ask the Lord to speak to you. 
And I believe that you're gonna hear from the Lord today. He's gonna speak to your heart. Now, number one, you have to start with a word from God. And at the end of, uh, at the end of that January uh, time of prayer and fasting, uh, the two pr prophet guys began to speak to us some words. Uh, this was in January of 2020. And they told us this, that this year, church is gonna be completely different than anything you've ever known. And we're like, yeah, cool. We're gonna go against the grain. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> we're cheering it on at the time, not realizing that just in a couple of months, the world's gonna change. And that going against the grain word, you're gonna need to remind yourself of this is what God said was gonna happen. God spoke to us prophetically about what would be coming, and then he told us what to do. And it's up to us in that moment to receive the fact that we've heard from God because the world's about to get crazy. And in that moment, we're gonna need to go back to that word. The, uh, the prophet began to speak about things that we were supposed to do practically. And the one thing that came up over and over and over again five times in that prophetic word was 2020 is to be a year of victory for you. Once again, we're like, yeah, victory. Not realizing that it also means a lot of battles. Come on, somebody. You're gonna fight through a lot of battles. It's gonna be a year of victory. You have to receive that word to move to number two. If you're a note taker, you might wanna write this down. Not only do you start with the word from God, but number two, you have to hold on to that word. Hold on to that word, because that word will be attacked. We're like, God, this is what victory looks like? Seriously? Doesn't feel like victory right now. Doesn't seem like it, but that's what he said. It's to be a year of victory. I found this to be true. Your obedience will be attacked, but if you hold fast to what God said, he will do what you can't do. Somebody that's been through a few victories and fought through some battles, say amen right there. That's a good place to say amen. God will do what you can't do. The Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord. It's the Lord's. And as God began to speak to us about that, we started walking through what happened right around Easter. Easter was supposed to be our Super Bowl. It's supposed to be our big day where God does amazing things. We're gonna see hundreds of people get saved and baptized. It's awesome. We're making a change in our city. And we had none of that. Shut down, closed. But because God had prepared us supernaturally for what was going to happen, because he told us this was gonna be a year where you go against the grain, we'd prepared by launching our creative ministry, our media ministry, getting ready to be able to broadcast immediately online, overnight. We're able to make that switch. Our entire staff switched and said, okay, this is our new church. Let's figure it out. We didn't have to spend weeks around figuring out what in the world we're gonna do like other churches had to do. We were ready because we had a word. We had a word from God. We saw that we had about almost four to 500 people that were gathering at our church on a normal, on a normal Sunday. But as, as soon as we went online, our numbers skyrocketed of people that will never set foot in Longview, Texas, that found us as a church home and said, you have what, you're what we've been looking for. We had one service that had 364,000 views, people. Longview, us. You're not getting 364,000 people do anything here because we ain't got that many people. We're about to count you about 12 times, boo-boo, because that is impossible. But with God, all things are possible when he says, you've got a year of victory coming. It's gonna be different than anything you've ever seen. We didn't know what that looked like at the time, but God knew and prepared us. And he wants to do the same thing for you. I am not any different or more loved by God than you are. 
He wants to speak to you, to your marriage, to your business, to your finances. He wants to help you, but you have to be willing to receive a word from God and then hold on to it when life sucks. Global pandemics and fear and riots and disruption and elections, we had to hold on to a word from God. God, you said this was supposed to be a year of victory. You hold on to that word and watch God do what we couldn't do. There's all kinds of scriptures we could, we could put along with this, but in the interest of time, I wanna move to point number three and we'll get into some good stuff. You have to receive a word from God. You have to hold on to that word. And number three, this is where most people won't ever take this step. You have to move on the word. You have to take a step of faith. This is where people lose it. Everybody wants a word from God. Everyone wants to hang on to it when times get tough. But when God asks you to step out and move and stop hunkering down and just waiting for the storm to pass, people stop right there. They won't move on a word from God. God, can't you wait till the, till the seasons are right? There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes that says, if you watch the wind, you'll never plant. You'll never plant, oh, this is not good. I, I, I'll wait till a better time. Wait till the stock market gets here and then we'll start being generous. Wait till my marriage is like this and then we'll start serving and wait till my kids are to this age and then I'll be able to do more things. But when you have a word from God, it's either obedience or disobedience. Did he say or did he not say? Because if you wanna see God do what you can't do, you have to be able to be obedient to the word that God gave you. You hold on to that word and you start taking a step of faith. That's a big deal to God. James tells us that faith without works is dead. And unfortunately, that's what we see in a lot of our, of our world. Lots of people believe in stuff, but when it comes to actually taking steps of faith, actually doing it, no, 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 no. That, that doesn't make any sense, pastor. I don't know if you've read this, but there's a lot of things that God asks people to do that make zero sense until you read the rest of the story. And so when God tells us to do things like build a church in the middle of the pandemic, in a horrible financial crisis, take on $2.2 million of debt into a building when none of us have any money, you know you were there. You don't have any either. But God said, and we took a step of faith. You're gonna build a building when we don't even know if we're ever gonna be able to meet again? Does that make sense to you? No, it didn't make sense to us either. But we had a word. And we took a step of faith, obedience to the word that God gave us. And I wish I could get this message to more believers. They want a word from God, but no one wants to take the step of faith because that's where it gets a little crazy. That's where you get them butterflies in your stomach. That's where your hand is shaking when you write the check. That's called faith, my friend. Now, faith without the Holy Spirit's leading, that, that, that doesn't count. When the Holy Spirit tells you to, that's faith. Lots of people do dumb things. I stepped out on faith. No, that's stepping out on weird. That's not in my notes. That's something free for you. But I want to remind you of this. That prophetic word says this is going to be a year of victory. Five times this is going to be a year of victory. So I want to ask you the same question that we asked ourselves as elders of this church as we received that word and began to ponder it and ask, okay, Lord, what does this mean? And here's the question that we asked ourselves. What would you do if you knew that you already had victory? Oh, that's a good question. What would you do if you knew that victory was guaranteed? What would you do if you knew the game was fixed in your favor? What would you do if you couldn't lose? What would you do if you walk into Vegas and you knew that this next bet was gonna win? 
if the dealer told you, hey, put everything you got on black right now. And that moment, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna diversify a little bit. I don't believe you. You could. What if it was God that said it? What if God says, I want you to do this and I'm gonna guarantee you victory? As we asked ourselves that question, what would we do if we knew that victory was guaranteed? Our answer was simply this. We would walk up to the biggest bully that we know and smack him right in the mouth. <laughs> Spiritually speaking. <laughs> As you're looking at the biggest bullies in this area, we see the spirit of fear that gripped our world like crazy and the spirit of poverty. We hunker down because we've got nothing. We're not sure where our next dollar is gonna come from. Not sure if we can afford any of this. When you see the spirit of fear and the spirit of poverty gripping the hearts of people like crazy, we say, we want those. Give me the big bad ones. Yeah. And we're gonna come in the opposite spirit. We're gonna come in the spirit of faith. We're gonna come in the spirit of love and in generosity and watch as giants begin to crumble because they're fake. Yeah. It's fake. Yeah. Right. Our God is greater than everything that people have to be afraid of. He's greater than. And when he's guaranteed you victory, what would you do? What would you do? Five times the Lord says, this is gonna be a year of victory. We didn't understand at the time that that meant a lot of battles to fight. But we held on to that word and we took faith steps on that word. We saw things begin to just be miraculous and just, it just got stupid at a point where we're watching God do things that it's just like that. I, I don't know how to explain that, but God, but God, as churches began to reopen, we heard the same thing from hundreds of pastors. People didn't come back. Churches shut down. Many of them flatlined and said, we were holding on by a thread and COVID killed us. But another service, another church that's even local that opened their doors for the first time last Sunday. It's been hard. But that wasn't the case with us. As a matter of fact, when we reopened, most churches reopened at about 30 to 40%. That was the best of them. We opened up at 110%. How does that happen? I've had many phone calls with lots of pastors that said, how in the world did you do that? And I gave them the same answer I'll give you. We don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. We've experienced 38% growth. 38% growth while everyone else is just trying to recover what they lost. How does that happen? Let me tell you this. When God's guaranteed you victory, you take steps of faith. You don't cower down and wait. You move. And you move with surety. You move with confidence. You move as fast as possible because you have victory. And we've seen our church respond with generosity, standing behind the vision but we're not gonna cower down, we're not gonna wait. We're gonna transition as we have to transition, move like we have to move, pivot like we gotta pivot, but keep moving forward no matter what. There's opportunity here. It's not the time to cower down in fear. It's the time to step forward. God gave us a word. We took some steps forward on that word. So I get to show you, this is, this is so cool, this is so cool, I'm, I'm so excited. I get to show you on Legacy Sunday some, um, some amazing pictures and stories of the things that we can report to you today about where your generosity has gone and the people's lives that it's touched. But I have to also make sure that I tell you this, there are, um, I was gonna say hundreds, but there are probably thousands, honestly, of stories that I cannot tell you. And let me tell you why. Some of those are safety concerns. We have, we have several people that are deeply embedded 
in places where the gospel is illegal. And I can't share you their names, I can't tell you their stories, I can't show you their pictures, I can't even tell you what they're doing, but let me tell you, they're doing it. And it's insane. There are some um, legal things that we can't show you. There's custody issues, the orphan ministry and, and childcare where there's all kinds of legal stuff. You can't put pictures, you can't show their names, but let me tell you, they're there. But there's also more important reason why there's a lot of things I can't show you, and that's the word dignity. Dignity. Because when you've experienced the roughest times of your life and somebody comes to help you and shoves a camera in your face and says, oh, Highridge Church wants to see where the money goes, that's horrible to me. So there are, some, there are many, many stories I can't tell you of the way that we've helped single moms and some widows and people walking through the darkest days of their life. You know it. You've lived through 2020. You've seen it. There's some dark days. And lots of people are hurting. And in those moments, we don't put a camera in their face. We just say, hey, the Lord knows. And your church wants to help you, even if they don't ever hear your story. But today, well, there are a lot of stories that I do get to show you. And I want to show you those. Um, so as we get into this, I want to give you a, a couple things. Uh, first of all, when we were able to, uh, to kind of assess what was going on, we found that one of the big needs was uh, people weren't able to go out and get groceries. Lots of people were shut in, a lot of our elderly, and you guys showed up in a powerful way. I wanna show you a couple pictures. Uh, this couple was here in the first service. They just wanna say thank you for being able to bring them groceries. This is our eldest of elders, Henry and Evelyn in their 90s, but they said, we, we don't have food. I'm like, you're out of your mind to think that your church won't take care of you. Are you kidding me? You guys showed up. We were able to minister not only to them, um, but we got 201 bags of groceries, about $15,000 worth of food we were able to deliver when uh, the world was scrambling to figure out how do we take care of people that can't leave their homes. Um, that's a big deal. And we're able to remodel uh, two different homes with Hannah's House and Rahab's Retreat. Um, these are expected moms and women's shelters. Um, about $6,000 worth of material and supplies you guys are able to provide to give them uh, those awesome places and show up and remodel the, the restroom in their home. That's a big deal. I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you serving at Jesus Burger, a bunch of you guys were there uh, yesterday in the freezing cold. Um, they've given meals to hungry people, 1,120 hot meals to people that needed it. And also $500 worth of toiletry bags, just for the basic necessities for people that didn't have it. That's a big deal, my friends. That's a big deal. And I wanna say on behalf of those uh, that are serving and are, are in desperate need, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Longview Community Ministries, you guys gave 3,600 bucks to feed um, some low-income families. I falsely reported in the first service, it was 36,000, and Pastor Murray's on the front, he's like, there's 100, 100. I'm like, whoo, I was like, where did that come from? I didn't see that check. He said, they're gonna call you after this second service. Like, hey, you still owe this 34,000. <laughs> Highway 80's been able to, uh, to re-meet. They were sh uh, struck hard by COVID, our, our homeless um, shelter, and and... And to, to just see what God's doing there has been an amazing thing. Uh, we minister, the, the, minister there the first Friday of every month. We've already seen 30 people accept Christ into their hearts. That's a big deal, man. On behalf of all of them, thank you. We have a, uh, another church that's here, Nueva Vida, Pastor Myra Morales. She's awesome. And we've been able to meet a couple of her needs and make her jaw drop, which is so cool to see. Um, I'll just share one quick story. Um, this is two nights ago. Um, we were having dinner with, with, with her and another pastor, Pastor Campos, uh, as well as his wife, and her husband wasn't there, and I said, where's your husband? She said, well, our, our, our kids' ministry is having um, a shadow uh, demonstration, like a shadow ministry kind of thing at church on Sunday, and they don't have a, a short throw projector. In case you didn't know, a uh, short throw projector is like, has to be really, really close to the screen, but it can give a big, big picture, and those are expensive. 
And she said, so uh, we can't find one anywhere locally, so he's having to drive to McKinney, McKinney to find one to rent and can't make our dinner tonight. I'm like, what in the world? We've got one. She's like, yeah, but why would a church help another church? Like, this is what we do. Are you kidding me? I said, let me, let me get it. So uh, I, I called Pastor Doug. I was like, hey, are you by the church? He said, yeah, I'm on my way. I'll take care of it. And so we had one that we weren't using in our, uh, our other children's room uh, downstairs. So I said, hey, get that projector. Let's get them to her. They need it. They're actually rehearsing tonight. I walked into their church service and saw just a bunch of kids laying on the seat just staring at a screen like, we don't have a projector. None of this works. I said, we got you. Just hold on a few minutes. And so he called me back. He says, hey, I can't get this thing unscrewed from the ceiling. So I just took out the whole ceiling tile and took it over there. And she's like, what in the world is this? She said, actually, we have the exact same ceiling tile. So they popped theirs out, popped ours in, and it worked. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. How cool is that? There are, guys, there are, there are so many stories that I wish I could tell you, just things like that where just God stepped in and said, meet a need. You've got something extra, help somebody else. And that's only possible because of people like you. Thank you for making a difference, not only in this church, but in other churches around. Um, that... The missions offering that we took up last week, um, I, I want to let you know, last year, you guys set a record. You, you gave $7,000 to our missions. This year, you guys almost doubled that and smashed the record, $13,000 plus. Each, yeah. Each missionary received a check for $2,600, and uh, it's cool when you get the phone calls. They're like, Pastor, did y'all make a mistake? <laughs> I said, yeah, send that back. That was over. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I love being able to bless them with the Christmas bonus and say, guys, you've walked through hell the past two years. And our church just wanted to say, we love you. And we thank you. We appreciate what you're doing. And they gave big. So I want to let you know on behalf of them, thank you. Also, um, we were able to be part of planting a church. High Ridge Church is launching in Rockland, California. That's a big deal. <laughs> Going right into the middle of the devil's playground. No offense to those of you watching for California. But there's a reason why you're watching us in Texas. I'm just going to leave that right there. But he called and said, hey, you know, we've got, uh, there's, a, there's a church that was, that was trying to launch that actually didn't get off the ground because COVID hit them. And they've got an entire church, like all the equipment into a big trailer and the guy's trying to sell it um, as they've shut their church down. He's in the south tip of Florida. They're in Northern California. He's like, we need to find a way to buy that trailer and then get it transported from there to here. He said, so would you be praying with me about that? I said, how much is it? He's like, it's like 20 grand. I'm like, that's a steal for all the equipment that you need to launch a church. Are you kidding me? Surely we can find a way to come up with 20 grand. He said, well, pray with me about that and I'll pray with you and, uh, and we'll see what God says. And we went back to our elders meeting and we looked at our budget and we said, hey, we've got $20,000 left over at the end of the year. Let's just give it to him, help him plant this church. And so I called him back and man, I actually sent him a Marco Polo and, and got, him, got his response. He just started crying. <laughs> this is, thank you so much. I'm like, I'm saving this forever to blackmail you and you cried. Uh, <laughs> But we're able to purchase that entire trailer for him, get it delivered to him, and he wanted to send a video to tell you guys thank you, so check this out. Hey guys, Levi here from High Ridge Church, Rockland, California, and I am standing in front of a trailer, but not just a trailer, a trailer filled with everything we need to start a life-giving church in Rockland, California. And guess who bought that trailer? Hey, you guys brought that trailer for us, and we're so thankful. Thank you for your faithful giving. I want you to know that your generosity will always go a lot further than you can physically. And that every time we pull this trailer up to the Rockland Event Center, we have a service starting January 30th. You're gonna take part in every life change, every salvation, every baptism, every time God heals a marriage. Hey, you're gonna take part in that. And here at High Ridge Church Rockland, we wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you all. 
How about that? So cool, so cool, so cool. That's just the beginning. There's, there's more to come. Uh, moving on to just international stuff, um, we have uh, partnered with Pastor Marcelo and Liga Maris. They're in Open Heart in Eastern Europe and in Portugal. That is hardcore places to present the gospel. I've got a picture of you up, up for there, uh, up on the screen. And um, just a couple of quick uh, synopsis about kind of what they're walking through. Um, they're, they were ministering to a church in Albania that didn't have a projector. You guys were able to raise 1,500 bucks. We bought them a projector. That's awesome. They're able to also open up a, um, an activity center for orphans and kids that both parents were working during COVID and they didn't have any place for their kids to go. We were able to solve that by opening up an activity center through them. That's a big deal. They also planted a church in Porto, Portugal. Uh, they're meeting this Sunday with 25 people. That's a big deal. And so I just wanna say on behalf of Marcelo and Lee there at, at Elpen Heart, um, thank you, thank you very much for your support of them. Also, Dan and Nancy Hudson, they work with the Wycliffe Bible Translation teams. Um, they're able to repair a lot of motorcycles and ATVs to get the gospel to people that do not have the Bible in their own language. That matters, by the way. So through their ministry, I asked them to give us back a report of what they've been able to do um, with that team. And so they've, they've been able to reach 26 people groups in 12 countries with either a partial or full Bible translation in their language. I said, how many people have you reached? They said 2.4 million. In Burkina Faso, 67,500 people now have a copy of the New Testament or the Audio New Testament or the Gospel of Luke video. In the Republic of Congo, Republic of Congo 263,000 people now have the New Testament in their language. That's a big deal. They've been able to help uh, bring the gospel by, by providing 30 different motorcycles and one ATV for people to get the gospel to people that are hard to reach. That's a big deal. And so I wanted to say on behalf of them, thank you very much. We're gonna move to, uh, to Central America, Earl and Beverly Rutledge. They're doing an awesome job in case you guys, you guys may know them because during COVID they were trapped here. They couldn't get home. And that actually ended up being a big blessing as they spent a lot of time with you here getting to know you and also just getting a chance to, chance to rest and decompress. They're on the front lines and it matters a lot um, that they were able to just rest here. Uh, COVID trapped them here, but they're back to work now. They've been able to minister and mentor 50 different pastors and wives. They've also been able to plant two churches, La Fuente and Iglesia El Rio, and they've already seen six people accept Christ so far. That's a big deal. Thank you on behalf of them. We have another missionary in India now. Her name is Bethany. I can't give you much details or show you a picture except to say that she wanted to make sure that you know that she's there to develop leaders, to help plant churches. They planted seven churches, equipped 120 leaders. She says they were hit hard by COVID and many, many people died uh, without any medical help. But they scrambled to put together a network called Love Your Neighbor and they were able to render medical aid and get help to thousands of people who had very, very little hope. Uh, that's a big deal. She wanted to say thank you for that. Um, they had to use social media and a hybrid church model to try and keep the gospel going, but she says we're more determined than ever. It's a big deal, so thank you for that. Um, we also have Danny and Peggy Thornton. They were in the first service. They're ministering in Latin America. Um, I wanna show you a picture of what they do. That's kind of, there you go. Uh, but they actually use clown, mime, puppets, and dance to share the gospel. And my friends, please hear me. It works. It works. They've been able to lead 1,762 people to Jesus through that, that's a big deal. <laughs> COVID has shut down a lot of their ministry and a lot of their travel, but they're back on the road now. They've got a lot of things scheduled and it's awesome to partner with them. We love them very much. Uh, we've also been able to partner with the Good Shepherd Love Orphanage in Haiti with Pastor John Romain. 
Um, we've also been able to minister to 25 families that were displaced by two earthquakes that hit last year. So I asked you for help. We needed about $4,000 to get 25 families into temporary housing, into tents. Um, and you guys responded by doubling that and more. I asked for 4,000, you gave us 10. That's a big deal. And so we said, what else do you got? They said, we have a van that needs to be fixed. We said, we got you, boo-boo, we got you. And we're able to do more over and above what they even asked. That's a big deal. I wanna say thank you on behalf of those orphans that are there and those that were hit hard by some incredible earthquakes. Thank you. Also gonna move to uh, Kevin and Colleen. I can't show you pictures of where they are, but they are uh, deep within Muslim territory. And what they do is they copy the, the, um, the Jesus story onto an SD card and smuggle it inside of heavily, um, heavily influenced Muslim countries through people's cell phones to get the gospel onto people's phones um, through an illegal um, transaction. That's a big deal. And so on behalf of them, I wanna just say thank you. They had a couple stories that I'll share they have one guy that they've uh, been able to, uh, to see him come to Jesus. His name is Matt. Matt converted to Christianity from Islam and was immediately rejected by his family. And when he refused to denounce Christ, his uncle ran over him with a car. And so they were able to, to raise up some funds to help pay for his recovery. And now he's back ministering to his family. That's been a great, awesome story of redemption and them watching that in the face of, of so much pain, that unforgiveness has turned into a restoration story. Big deal. There's also an African pastor and ministry partner that died suddenly, leaving behind a wife and five children. The second daughter began to develop a brain tumor, which caused her to go blind. They're able to raise funds through people like you, partnering with them, and able to see her have successful surgery. She's back now doing well. And then their second daughter, they're able to get her into medical school to be able to take care of the family's future. That's a big deal on their behalf. Thank you very, very much. Um, there's so many other things that I could share with you, hundreds of stories. I don't have time. And, and sometimes statistics and words just fall flat. You wanna just see it. So we have our incredible creative team that put together one of the most amazing videos showing you how we took a word from God, we held on to that word, and we moved on the word from God. And I'm gonna ask you to do the same thing that we've done to see the incredible hand of God move. I wanna, see, I wanna ask you to, to see that done in your own life at the end of this service today. So check out this video. I think you'll enjoy well, I've got a word for uh, the church. 2020 is a year of victory. I heard the phrase against the grain. I feel 2020 is a year that the Holy Spirit will lead this church to go against the grain of normal expectations of church. It's a time to let faith rise up to resist the grip of fear. Today, Governor Greg Abbott ordered the closure of schools, gyms, bars, and dine-in restaurants across the state. Effective 1159 tomorrow night and lasting through the 3rd of April. It's an executive order signed by the governor in an effort to defeat COVID-19. So it has been a tough week for Texas as COVID-19 numbers rise. State and local leadership have been working to bring those numbers down. 2020 is a year of victory. It will look different as we move forward. Hey everybody, welcome to our new normal. Welcome to High Ridge Church Online. I'm gathered here with 10 people. We're in a small group and we're going to lead you into worship today. We're going to get into the word of God. We're going to believe that as we get into God's word, God's word is going to get into us. So right at your house, stand to your feet if you would. Chris and Julie are going to lead us in worship. Join us in song. Come on, it's at your house. So stand to your feet. We're going to worship God. We're going to give him all the praise, all the honor and glory. Worship him just as if we were together on a Sunday morning.
we had a mandate from God. As scary as it was to continue building our new worship center when we weren't even meeting in person at the time, we knew that God was telling us to make room for more. He's been very clear that he's only begun to do a great thing in this city. So we were committed to expanding our walls to expand his church. Who is the church? Well, it's you. continue pouring ourselves out to follow the example that Jesus gave us. We've loved when the entire world was afraid. Why? Because our Father has been gracious to us. We've encountered heaven together. One church, one body, one faith. We were in the room together. We've honored the most foundational of days remembering that the good news of Jesus is at the center of all that we do. We've seen young and old alike dig deeper in their relationships with others and take faith steps in their walk with Jesus together. We've raised the bar and pushed ourselves toward excellence and authenticity together. We've celebrated families and remembered the sacrifices of the faithful men and women that have paved the way before us. We've seen talents and passions come to life and use them to serve God and others. We've joined together with our High Ridge family of churches to bless His name and recount His goodness. We've been about our Father's business, committed to transforming this city and making a difference in our community, building and developing this generation in the next generation of leaders to come. We've celebrated the most incredible dream team, the ones who make it all happen. 
we partnered with the church globally to bring the hope of Jesus to the one. The one matters to God. Numbers are important because each number represents a soul of immeasurable worth. Each one has the potential to change their family's legacy, impact their community, and transform the world through the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's Word. We look back with gratitude and awe as we see how far God has brought us. And for all of this, we want to say thank you. We're just getting started. Just imagine what we could do if every single one of us got off the sidelines, lived all in, served willingly, gave selflessly, and said yes to the call. Imagine the legacy that we could leave. How about that? That's you. Thank you. On behalf of all of them, on behalf of my family and our elders and our wives, our staff, thank you. Thank you for being a church that cares about more than just yourself. That matters a lot. I wanna, I wanna just make sure that, that you see this. Uh, I'll put it on the screen. Have you stopped to think about what you've just done and the lives that you've reached? Think about what you've just walked through. It's important that we celebrate the wins as we look to a new season. As we finish up today, I wanna give you an opportunity to hear from the Lord, to ask the Lord what your part is. If you'll notice that in front of you, there's an offering envelope. If you'd be so kind as to reach up and grab that for just a moment. We've got some brand new offering envelopes that were here. If you're seated on the front row, if you'd reach behind you and just steal the persons that's behind you, steal theirs. I want you to see this if you wouldn't mind. Go ahead and take that in your hand. You notice that there's a QR code on it, on the back. So if you'd like to give online, that's the way that you do that. If you wanna give to help pay off this building, you're gonna do that through, a, through the tab that says Heart for the House. This is our debt reduction. We owe 1.3 million on this building. That's not bad coming down from 2.2 a year before. That's a big deal. You guys are generous. And I cannot believe that this is happening in the middle of Longview, Texas. Are you kidding me? But God, right? So, um, if you'd like to give old school, if you're a cash or check person, you can put this in here. You can give it right at our giving station at the back of the room on your way out. If you'd like to give online, there's how you do that with the QR code. Um, also, what, I, what I'm gonna ask you to do is something that we've, we've not done in a long time, but on the section that says other at the very bottom, if you'd write the word pledge, and I'm gonna ask you to hear from the Holy Spirit and think ahead of what God wants you to, to give over the course of next year. This will be able to help us plan to think about what we're gonna be able to do financially based upon the word that God has given you. Now, please hear me. Um, this is, it's important that you know that I'm not gonna put pressure on you to do anything. The Bible says don't do that. Don't do it reluctantly. If you have some questions in your heart about whether or not this room got, don't do it. If this is not your home church, don't give here. There are plenty of churches that need it. But I'm gonna ask you to hear from the Lord and then hold on to that word. When 2022 throws its stuff at you and it's got its own stuff that's coming. And then take a step of faith. We're doing it. You can do it too. Imagine the legacy that we could leave if we stopped sitting on the sidelines and started stepping out in faith together. It matters. So take a moment if you would. Would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? 
If you're sitting next to your spouse or partner, would you guys go reach over and grab each other's hand? You need to be in agreement on this. What my wife and I do is we ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have us to pledge? And then each of us says a number. And then we go with the higher number. That's a difficult thing when you're married to a person that's more generous than you are. Take a step of faith. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, right now, we thank you for all that we've been able to accomplish in the middle of a worldwide crisis. Lord, when the world said stop, you gave us a word to move forward. When the world says hunker down, worry about your safety, you pushed us out farther than we've ever gone or even imagined that we could go. Father, we are grateful that you've kept us, you've helped us, you've watched over us, you have blessed us in ways that we cannot possibly imagine. The, the, the testimonies are too numerous to even count. Thank you. Thank you that we're able to be a part of a church that isn't self-centered and money-focused, but is able to help people in their time of need. Holy Spirit, we've relied upon your leading to be able to do that. Now we ask you once again, show us what to do. What's our next step of faith? What would you have us to give next year? For your praise, for your honor, for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. If you take a moment, if you're with a spouse, you guys talk about that, you write down what you'd like to write down. Then in a few moments we dismiss, you can drop those in the giving station. It'll help us to be able to tabulate and figure out how we're supposed to make our step forward next year. Elders and wives, if you guys would go ahead and join me and my wife up here, that'd be great. And everyone else, if you go ahead and stand to your feet. As we finish up today, I want you to know that these guys are here to pray with you about anything that you might need. We would love to pray for you if you need help. And on behalf of all of us that are in the leadership of this church, we wanna make sure that you hear directly from us, thank you. Thank you for being a church that goes against the grain, that steps out on faith and that trusts the leadership here. It matters, it's a big deal, I don't take that lightly. There's a lot of yoo-hoos and clowns out there doing stupid things. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and tell you what to do and how to do it. And thank you for being obedient to what he tells you to do. Let me pray for you and bless you as we finish up today. Father, I thank you for the great honor to be able to serve you in my lifetime. I pray that you would use each and every person in a supernatural, profound way to do things that we may never see this side of heaven. But we praise you in advance for the miracles that will happen as we trust you and step out on faith. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, amen. God bless you as you go. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.